Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Back in the cafe. Yeah, I, I, I've been looking forward to this one. Me too. I couldn't wait to do this one. And yeah. You know, uh, this one was uh, probably the, the, the episode that made me realize this is kind of, it's hard work. It is hard work doing this <laughs> I mean, show. It's not like we're laying bricks or anything. No, but, no. You know, because uh, I, I wrote, I think, five pages of notes. Yeah, I think you technically rewrote the movie. I'm not sure. (laughs) No, Uh, I don't think so. I could never. Let me tell you, it was this was this was a fun weekend. Now, last weekend we we kind of struggled a little bit. It was a bit of a struggle. We had to find our way into Mm -hmm. two of the movies, and this weekend uh, it was easy. It was just so easy. Let's just say there were four movies on, and we liked three of them. Uh, That's true. So, so we're going to present two of them, but we're not going to tell you what they are right now. I know. And we're not going to tell you what the third one is, but we will include that uh, probably either as an extra episode this week. Uh, we'll see how the movies and mystery one goes. Right, right. Uh, but um, th- we had no problem picking the two to go together. So just because we didn't talk about all the movies or, you know, we pick, uh, uh, as usual, we pick a main course and a dessert. So there's only room for two. That is correct. So that's, yeah. that's, uh, so, a, good, that's all, a good setup there. That sounds set up very there. confusing. I but, know. It's, that's I, a good I, setup, though. You know what? And it was something else. Somebody asked us, you know, do we do we listen to other podcasts? And and the, we have our, our favorites, you know. We, we do. Some of the ones that we that, yeah, that are yeah. on the radar. But I will say we never listen to a review of a movie we are going to review until after We've done our podcast, and then we're shocked. When and then we hear we're like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what movie did they watch?" No. Well, let's get right into it. Of course, we are talking about our main course today has never been crisp. And I, before you get to the ingredients, I just want to say, I had no idea what this movie was going to be about. I, I, when I saw all the commercials for it, I'm like, "What in the world? This is going to be the strangest movie." And I, uh, well, let's just get on with the ingredients and get on with this thing, and, and we'll tell you why uh, we thought it should make the menu. All right, Never Been Christ, of course, shown on the Hallmark Channel. It was directed by Jeff Beasley, written by Joao Botkin, the cinematographer Paul Sutterman, the music by Taylor Swindells and Jordan Klassen, the editor Chris Tremblay. Those are the main uh, people that uh, we usually I talk thought you were about. You're going to say Taylor Swift there for a minute. Like, no, what? I She's did doing not that say now? Taylor She's composing Swift. Movies? No, what? but anyway, so that that's those are the main ingredients. There's other people, of course, working the movie, and we'll talk about some of that we as we go talk along. About that because uh, there, there, you know, there's some shout outs that I have, like for wardrobe. Right, <laughs> wardrobe was wow. Those dresses at the end, right? That, that blue, yeah, no. nice, yeah, nice. Done, and, yeah. It, and actually, through the whole movie, um, I will say that you know this movie was very fresh. To me, you know, I mean, it had it had some new uh, faces in it. It had um, the it, it had a, a lot of dialogue that was very current sounding, very uh, and and very snappy and 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 very funny. Uh, and also, um, it just spoke to a different generation. I thought, and I was really really happy that I felt like I resonated with it because I'm probably not of that generation. <laughs> So uh, let's just, you know, I I think I said before, I have five pages of notes on this one in my little blue composition notebook uh, between this and our dessert to come. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go shopping and I'm almost filled up with it. This is my second 
notebook, notebook that I've filled up and, you know, <laughs> yeah, mine's right, about out too. Small. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty old school, I, I guess. I mean, it just seems to flow better for me ever since uh, I started writing in, you know, grade school. I just like to write. It just looks good. I can, f- it's like you can feel the thoughts coming out through the pen. So I like doing that. And then I transfer it to something I could actually read when I'm doing this. All right. You're, that's the, your first page of notes. What's your second page of notes? Oh, very funny. <laughs> All right. So here's the recipe for Never Been Christ. Which I thought was a great title. Great title. Yeah. So Liz, played by Pascal Lamoth Kipnis, and Naomi, played by Janelle Parrish. Uh, who, uh, Janelle Parrish, of course, she was in uh, Buried Past, that Hallmark movie's a mystery, um, mystery, which we liked. Right. And she was also in Holly and Ivy, which was also a really great exactly. uh, um, movie that we liked. Anyway, they are lifelong friends. Uh, they went to school together, they graduated together, and they went to Iowa State college together they have degrees they're tech savvy they're creative they're very smart women and right very forward-thinking very smart women they got it going on they moved to the bay area you and i worked out there right Silicon we Valley, have, and, yeah and uh it's 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 a young town man i mean right you know i don't know how you can really afford to live there but they do do bring that up too later on in the movie they do yeah, interesting. yeah so uh they've created an app called best pal and now they're 35 they're they're looking for funding uh, so they can expand their app. And, uh, oh, I, I just laughed like crazy on the, the very opening of the movie when um, Naomi says to Liz, well, what's, what's your, what are you going to say? How are you going to, you know, pitch for this? And she said, uh, I don't know. How about uh, um, we're looking for funding, <laughs> and so give us money. Just give us money. <laughs> just give us money. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. I think we've had meetings like we've that. We've had meetings yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I get up in the morning and I think that sometimes, <laughs> like, we need money. Just give us money. So anyway, they come home for Christmas and Hanukkah, and they run into some old high school classmates, including first meeting, you know, up with Chris Silver, uh, who's a high school star athlete, gorgeous, prom king, whatever other clubs he was in. <laughs> he was just, you know, and... and he, he was popular. They do this uh, thing when they introduce a character from their past, they, they flash up what is supposed to be their high school picture you know the most likely to whatever and uh man that that you know that these are all actually their high school pictures are they or something like i don't know i don't know they can't be who who plays their ai who plays this guy diane who oh i didn't mention that no no oh chris silver of course played by tyler hines and his his high school picture if i my high school picture looked like his picture oh my gosh oh my goodness he's you know he's just Every girl's dream, uh, you know, in high school. And even Naomi and Liz, although they were kind of nerdy, stick to themselves, they didn't really join, you know, they felt kind of like uh, not really part of the in crowd because right. they, were, they were brainy and they were, you know, yeah. uh, sort of kept to themselves. So, uh, but we do find out now that Naomi does have some, some deeper feelings for Chris, for old Chris, and she always did. But, you know, it's just a crush. But now we're finding out, hmm, there could be something there. So. Right. So, you know, the big question is, can their friendship survive one of them falling in love? That's true. And that's the interesting part of this movie is you're not quite sure who's going to fall, you know, end up with him. You figure somebody is. Well, well you you're kind not of, quite sure. But then again, maybe nobody is. I well, don't know. Yeah, it's true. But you kind of figure out pretty quickly that uh, Liz is not as into Chris as... It's like the idea of him is great, but... She, you know, it's pretty clear they're not, they, they sort of compete at first, but then it's really clear that that's not going to happen. Like true. the skating scene when, you know, 
there's a couple. We can't now. We we probably give away a couple of spoilers in here uh, because it's just so good, and we have to talk about some things. Um, it's one of those movies, you know, you just have no idea what's going to happen, and then you think it's going to go one way, and then it turns inside out and reveals something else entirely. So something unexpected and and just so wonderfully deep in this thing. And, and when a writer can do that, uh, it it just uh, you know give me some give me that much substance so seamlessly. That that's a talent. You know, I could only dream of. I mean, that's that's talented writing. Right. It's incredible writing. Yeah, it's a really well-written movie. And it's about something different than the usual Hallmark movie, which is when we talked earlier about uh, the response to this film. That might have been uh, kind of thrown you know, some I'm viewers off. I was going to say, you know, I'd be one of those waiters in a restaurant, and if I worked as a waitress in the Hallmark Cafe, or server, I guess we call them now, if I was a server, I'd be the one who would say, what do you mean you don't like the food? What's wrong with you? Our cook worked really hard. Anyway, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, well, let's just say this, you know, really loud for all the Tyler Hines fans in the back. He's, he's fantastic in this part. He is so good. It's not a huge part, but it's a huge part. And it's not a typical Tyler movie. He doesn't get to drive the truck, but boy, is he really a great mechanic. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. or a hitchhiker or whatever. He just, he's just really good in this. So if, if you can just leave your expectation, this is going to be a Tyler, you know, whatever movie, you will, you will find that this is some of the best acting well, he's ever you know, done, I think. Let's just uh, address some of the heinies in the room here. Uh, this is, can I say that? Uh, that's what they call him. <laughs> this is, he's playing a part that's against type, the type that he, we have seen him in. This is not an unexpected Christmas or some of the Actually, other it's movies kinda, he's done. It's, it's a little... No, but it's, it's not, he's not playing the same character. No, it's not the same character. I, I but... think Tyler, if he gets to choose his roles, cho- chose this role because it is against his type and he was able to play a different kind of character. Well, and I would and just it say... was very different than the one with Aaron Krakow. He's, did, he's That's a different true. character than that. And, and, know, so. But he also, it's a little bit like he's playing a parody of himself. Almost. And it's really interesting because here's here's Chris Silver. He's this really popular guy. And, and the whole point between behind, you know, Never Been Chris is, you know, when he was in high school, they used to say, if he decided to date you, it changed your life, you know, made you popular right. for a while or whatever. So they said, you've been chris And, uh, which I guess is a little like christened. I don't know. But, you know, so his whole character in this case is it's kind of a parody of the what they think of Tyler Hines, you know, this popular, handsome guy. Right. And so he really, I think, has a great time with it because he plays. It's like he's kind of playing himself, but he's playing a shyer version. And or maybe that is him. You know, he's actually sort of self-effacing and uh, self-deprecating. And I think an actor's job sometimes is to keep the audience guessing about who he really is as a person. I mean, you, you don't really know Tyler Hines. That's the thing. The audience may think they do I know. through the roles he's played, but I don't think that's the case. So, I think it's a lot you know, only his like friends and family know what he's really like. So. And, and he has some insecurities, this character. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, motiv- I, I mentioned this when we were sitting on the sofa watching the movie. We always have a post-sofa chat. Right. And uh, sometimes I think we should just turn the mics on then because some of our best discussions actually happen no, no, off keep, the cuff. You keep saying that. I I'm keep gonna, saying just going to have to do it. But so. I don't want to put the mics in the living no. room. So, no. No. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they're just hard to clean around, too. But uh, I think, you know, Tyler does the extraordinary thing for me of making you feel like he's saying all these right things that are perfect, and they didn't actually give him a script. You know, it sounds it's very just, natural, it's, it's, yeah. It's just something about his delivery or however. He, he just 
crawls inside the character and, you know, he does, yeah, there's and no I, difference. And as we've mentioned before, we were able to watch Tyler work uh, uh, some scenes in an, un, an Unexpected Christmas when we were up in BC. We got to be on the set and watch that. And he's very methodical. He's very quiet. Very focused. Very focused, very quiet between scenes. Or at least um, when we watched him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no, maybe he's a cut up when we didn't see him. I don't pulling know. Pulling pranks, but, I don't know. know. But he's he was uh, in the zone. Yeah, he was in the zone. And yeah. and, he, and he, I believe him to be a very serious actor. So, I, you know, that's I think in this role, in this movie, he has, again, taken a character and molded it into the way he would like to play him. And it comes up quite it's well, I think. really good. So this movie takes us on a journey. And, you know, it's a journey that as women, maybe, uh, we, we know very well, you know, can we, or actually it doesn't matter, any, any man or woman, you know, can we be who we are around people who know us only as we used to be? And can people accept us for who we are and not who we used to be? Right. And, uh, you know, being the youngest of three kids, I can attest that sometimes in my life, you know, doing anything that I've done, sometimes going home, I'm still the youngest kid, baby sister. Right. <laughs> like, that's it. You know? So, and, but the older I get, the, the less I, you know, or the more I appreciate it, actually. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard to shake off our original hard. perceptions of our roles in life sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So. But I've done this and I've done that. Who cares? You're still a kid sister. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Whenever, no matter what so, you do. But this movie also has some very universal moments, like um, like the issues that each girl has with their mothers. And who plays the the, the mothers? So like Naomi's mother is um, is played by Linda Coe. And she is fabulous. And then Liz's mother. Her character's name is Mimi, and she's played by Henriette Ivanans. And, you know, the, like that character especially. I mean, the minute that Liz comes in the door, she gets hit with the guilt right off the bat. <laughs> but then she gives as good as she gets. It's a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. The dialogue in this movie was so good. It was just never, it, to me, it never seemed contrived. It just, like some of the, my favorite lines, you know, right off the bat. Uh, Liz says to Naomi, you know, I know you've worried about your mom since your dad passed, well, although that was 17 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, let's see. Oh, um, Naomi's mother, she gets home and she has, I haven't seen so many Christmas decorations in a house since um, the Christmas house. Or, or yeah. over at my sister's house. Or over at your sister. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I think that probably outdoes it. My big sister, a big Christmas time person, man, man, it's like going to a Hallmark store at her house. It's, oh yeah, no, it, yeah. no. It's you see these movies that've got like four trees in the house. That's my sister's house yeah. with know. tons of of yeah. uh, decorations oh, yeah. and yeah. lights and garlands. Every every ornament she's ever been I given actually, or had is still there. So. I wish she would leave it up all year because it's so. Fun. I know. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, Naomi's mother. She's all excited. She's got the house decorated. She says to Naomi, "I've recorded forty Christmas movies to watch, which I thought was great because that's how many movies we have." An- another kind of an inside another Hallmark inside joke. Hallmark joke, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's just a lot of really great poking fun at dialogue. One, one character says, uh, you know, uh, Chris says, do you want a beer? And he said, oh, wait 16 minutes. I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting. So, <laughs> that was funny. Well, that plus and his character plays a, he's, he's a vegan. He plays a vegan. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's for once, it's actually really funny the way they do it. It's really funny. You yeah. Know. So, uh, he serves up, you know, almond milk eggnog. But one of my one of the best scenes is when the two women really go deep into their relationship and they find out some things about each other and themselves, which, um, you know, it, it really informs where they're going to go in life. You know, are they going to sell the business? Are they going to split up? Are they going to not be friends anymore? You know, it's really, really a great, a great movie. It is true. And, you know, sometimes like I, I have had friends uh, who I went to high school with who I've known all my life. And so... 
And and I had a good friend, uh, I still do, but we worked together quite a bit in the movie and television business when I, in our 20s and 30s. And so this movie reminded me of that because, you know, quite often before you get married, before you have kids, you spend a lot of time together with some of your best friends, you know. And you might, right. you might work with them, you might just spend a lot of time with them. And, uh, you know, that I could totally relate to this movie. Uh, these two, though, they really stuck with each other and, you know, mm-hmm. owned, owned a business together and uh, have a friendship that obviously is is uh, is deeper than the, even they think it is. Yeah. And you, you find out that Liz actually sacrificed something huge to be with her friend. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's as much of a spoiler as I'll oh, give yeah. her that. But, you know, if you have watched this movie, I hope, and, and you maybe you came away going, eh. I hope you'll give it another try. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on here, but it, it the beginning of the movie is very screwball comedy-like. There's a lot of fast dialogue. It's funny. But then it settles in, and the movie draws you in, and you really and start it, to care about these characters. makes a U-turn. They're, not, just... one, they're not one-dimensional. They have a dimension, and I think it's one of the best movies I've seen on Hallmark about friendship, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, and that's absolutely. Because a, a lot of people might be disappointed it's not just a typical romance rom-com. But you know what? You still get to see Tyler... Kiss that woman at the end, and I'm just—I'm telling you—he yeah. never disappoints. Yeah, you know? so you still get that, you yeah. know. Yeah, and uh, actually, you get—well, I won't say. No, it. you can't say I that. I can't say it. <laughs> I can't say it. You'll just have to watch the movie. You'll have to say it. But, so uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you'll give this this movie an, another try if you if you weren't really crazy about it at first. I think, uh, and of course, you know, you you can have your own podcast, but. Uh, for us, this is our main course, ma- uh, main course on the on the menu because it just had to be there. It had to be there. Now, this movie has something in common with our next movie, which I'm not going to tell you about till after we come back. It has two things in common. One really big I was thing in say, common. I thought there were two things. There's yeah. one really big thing in common and one other interesting thing in yeah. common. But uh, we'll cover that when we come back and talk about the next movies. So when we come back, we'll have dessert. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by us, the Killins. Visit thekillins.com to hear singles and tracks from our albums. And look for Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love With You. Our theme song. On your favorite streaming platform. Remember, that's thekillins.com. T-H-E-K-I-L-L-E-N-S. I know that I'm in your heart right now. And I know that I'm on your mind. I don't know what I would do. That look of love in your eyes Maybe there's no guarantee For this love between you and me We've recorded two original Christmas songs on our two-song single, Christmas in Maine. There's snow on the beaches and ice on the lakes And the glow Christmas Day That's the sound of Christmas time 
of our Christmas songs are available on Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and others to download or stream. Or visit thekillins.com to hear these songs and more of our music. And we're back in the cafe for dessert, just like that. If you if you skipped ahead on, on, over the commercials, you you missed us singing along with the commercials. But no, I'm just kidding. We can't. <laughs> we could do that. I don't know. Uh, this dessert is. I mean, it's super. It's got more ingredients in it than, you know. I don't know. <laughs> like the kitchen is empty. The kitchen's empty. Do you want to tell them what it is, or do you want me to tell them uh, well, what it is? Or? I think we could just tell them that we are talking about, of course, Santa Summit. The Santa Summit. Sorry, The Santa Summit. And this movie really kind of takes you by surprise. You're not really sure what it's going to be, um, but it, man. I think, uh, you know, I was going back over what we predicted, you know, when we did our overview show, and I right. think I... I think I got both of these actually. I, I did, I yeah. I I knew I both. I had both of these uh, on my list. So yeah. yeah. Although I didn't know why. <laughs> well, because I didn't know what. I mean, I was honestly, curious about we, the Santa Summit because I thought, what is this going to be all about? I now we no decided to put these together because. I'll tell you why. Uh, they are both directed by Jeff Beasley, and Jeff Beasley has directed several movies for Hallmark. And I'll tell you what some of them are. You might some of them might be some of your favorites. We've got. Pumpkin Everything, The Fabulous Love Strikes Twice. Remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, a Kiss Before Christmas with uh, James Denton, Project Christmas Wish, uh, and Holiday Date. I mean, he... Yeah, those are, he's, he's I think good. if I was going to write a comedy, I would want him to direct it. He, it, sure. he really excels at comedy, so... I, I mean, I'm sure he excels at everything, but well, in this yeah. case, these two movies are definitely comedy. Because, well, like in the main course menu, there's there are moments that are not comedic. And yet they, they are just as great as oh, yeah. the comedic moments. There, so. These movies, through the comedy, draw you in, and then there's little Easter Ooh, eggs of, yeah, yeah. of things <laughs> in there <laughs> that are really neat. I mean, just some really little magical little moment gems. scenes. I always look yeah. for these magic Nuggets. moment scenes. The first movie we talked about, to Never and Chris, had those. This movie has those, so that's yeah. why I like them. So, um, Why don't you give us some ingredients? Well, of course, we've men- mentioned Jeff Beasley. The writer was Russell Hainline. Uh, the producer, Ian Dimmerman. The composer, Christopher Guglick. You see his name a lot. Paul Sutterman, again, as the cinematographer. Uh, Chad Tremblay, again, the editor. And these movies were both made in Winnipeg. Oh, so that's so, another thing in common. Yeah. And and, so and, there's yet yeah, another one. Yeah, and I'd say, you know, Winnipeg's really come up in, in the quality yeah. of the movies they're able to make there. They've got a good uh, infrastructure of crew there. They've got a good infrastructure of uh, maybe we supporting should, actors. Maybe we should move there. It's really well. It's really cold in the wintertime, but uh, you know, in the summertime is nice. But uh, that's uh, that's really impressive that uh, they've you know built up quite a good film industry there. So, so why don't you um, give me some of the cast members? Um, oh, okay, it's a huge. That. It's a pretty big cast. It's a pretty big cast. So maybe I'll give you some of the main characters. We've got Hunter King as Jordan, Amy Gronick as Ava, and Stephanie Sai as Stella. And those are our three mm-hmm. female leads. And then we have Benjamin Hollingsworth as Liam. Virgin River. <laughs> Sorry, I, I knew you'd it. have to say that. Um, and we have Rodrigo uh, Biofus is also in it. He's Freddy. There's some great supporting actors, uh, great characters. Everybody uh, makes an impression. Everybody counts. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, not everybody. 
because there's a huge background cast. Well, no, they all they all count. Yeah, no, no, they come all on. Count. We have been just a, not individually. We have, we have been background actors. So yes, we have. And we so, didn't have to wear Santa suits. Though. No, but uh, there's a like every Santa suit available in Canada is in this movie. So it's uh, <laughs> no. All right, so uh, let me tell you a little bit about. Well, did you mention the um, the the wardrobe person because. The, I did not. The, yeah. Well, I can, I've got the production designer was Mike uh, Mulhall, and the production designs are fabulous yeah, in this movie. So. Yeah. Just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, really, really yeah. great. So uh, as far as the recipe goes, um, as I said, you know, this this movie has more sugar in it than I think is possibly yeah, can be contained it's in a sugar any rush. one cafe. Um, it's like, you know, whipped cream, marshmallow, uh, sprinkles, ice cream, pie. <laughs> There's gingerbread. I mean, there's everything. So the three best friends uh, are at a crossroads. Jordan is an art teacher. Ava is a math teacher. And Stella is an English teacher who was a music teacher until budget cuts changed things. So all these women are single. And they've had a a lack of adventure together since before Jordan broke up with her boyfriend three months earlier. Um, So Jordan's uh, scrolling. Actually, she's probably cyber-stalking, actually, her ex. And she sees that old Nico is headed for the Santa Summit. And uh, the Santa Summit is a raucous sort of Santa pub crawl with special events and lots of red and white costumes. Um, And uh, it's, it's an annual event. And uh, and Jordan doesn't want to spend another minute missing out on something mm-hmm. exciting. She wants to find that thing, that thing that made her feel like, you know, that, life is worth that living. Thing. The, the thing we're all the we're, thing we're, we're all, all looking, looking for, for that yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, now Liam uh, Benjamin Hollingsworth, he's a, he's in construction, and he recently uh, moved to town to partner up with his brother in the construction business. And so things conspire. Oh, and, and by the way, he's so excited. We meet him, and he's actually dressed in his Santa suit already. And they're down there for the Santa Summit. And he said, you know, I've heard about this forever. Now I get to be here. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know. Did we ever find out if there's actually a Santa Summit? There's well, there, a, there's a there convention are, of Santas. There right? are summits. I think I did see something about a Santa Summit, but it was a summit of actors who play Santa Claus. Oh, that would be fun to go to, though. Which, you know, yeah. may be well, you know, really strange. We met one of those uh, at the on the Horizon, the Kevin Costner film right. that we were background on, because the guy, one of the other guys, who was a pioneer, uh, he kind of looked a little like Santa, remember? And we so, said, you know, oh, you, you look like Santa. He said, well, that's, oh, that's yeah. my other job in, the, in, you know, in December. He's I play a, Santa. a Salt Lake City Santa in Salt movies. Santa. If, you, if you need a Santa Claus in Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City, there, he's your guy. guy yeah. So, so uh, anyway, so things conspire immediately to bring Liam and Jordan to a, to a meetup when she loses her purse while standing in line dressed in a fabulous Santa outfit, by the way. Some really of them are pretty pretty yeah. snazzy. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I was going to tell you the costume designer. Oh, okay. I did yeah. look that up Breaking. here. It's a uh, Heather Neal is the costume designer wow. of this movie, and mm. a fabulous job. So uh, she she loses her purse. She goes back to look for it and sees that Liam has found it and picked it up and is looking for who it belongs to. And so they they keep their beards in place and they have a few min- minutes as one of, should uh, of really of really meaningful conversation, uh, which was definitely the start of something. Um, and they decide to go in and, and get to know each other better and have a drink, and then on their way in, there's a scrum. You know what a scrum is, right? That's a good word. Rugby. So they all fall on the floor with a bunch of other people, and then when they get back up, they each have a different Santa partner. That was <laughs> so they very walk funny. It was very clever. So uh, the, the, so they leave them each with, you know, with somebody different, but they didn't know because 
they're all dressed like Santa with beards. And uh, there's no way to know how to find each other uh, in this, like, thousands of milling Santas. Right. Because a they're all dressed like Sea of Santas. Santas. Now, there were some other people that weren't Santas. There was a candy cane guy. And then there was the pine tree guy. The pine tree guy in a pine tree outfit. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Uh, so, it, well. It could have been a gallon. Is, it could have been that. Yeah. I, th- I still think it was Paul Campbell. It, it might have been the director. Yeah, I don't or know. Or Andrew Walker. I, mean, I don't know. So it, it's, but this movie is just hilarity in motion. Uh, the hunt is on uh, along with the festivities. So, I mean, the Santa crawl, where's Waldo? And maybe I'll even throw in a bit of Wizard of Oz, which we'll discuss that later. Uh, it's, it's just one for the Hallmark history books, this, this movie. I mean, I, yeah. I've never been so entertained. My sides hurt from laughing. My face never stopped smiling. Um, there were so many great scenes, um, and this is dessert with, with with a lot of uh, elements. Like like there's there's so many drinks in this movie. I counted seven different outrageous drinks that they served right. up. And of course, we're not drinkers, from, so I'm thinking I don't know anything about anything about these. Well, drinks. Well, nobody but else does either. They they were totally made up. They were kind I mean, of cinematic drinks. Yeah, there yeah. was there was the uh, the the frothy foaming, foggy drink that they had. I was working with the in cookies, the lab. Were, yeah. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, so that we've got, you know, the seven different outrageous drinks, and then we've got cookies, which looks so professional. Their cookies were delicious. fantastic yeah. looking, weren't they? Yeah. Then we have gingerbread, and we have snowman pizza. I'm dying to know what the snowman pizza was, because they never showed it. But it would be really funny if they could have sliced things in the shape of a snowman. They said that's what it was going to be. But they, then they didn't really show it. But yeah. I would have loved to yeah. see that. Yeah. Then, of course, you have marshmallows, and you have, uh, that, that's just the food part of it. Then you also have a, t- a downhill tiny snowmobile sled race. I I oh, want one of those. Man, that was if so all, funny. We, we, we were in, we're only forty five minutes away from snow. We could do that. It was hilarious. So uh, we have a um, uh, let's see a lasso contest with a decorated mechanical bull. That was hysterical. Right. Great use of a prop. Right. Uh, line dancing, uh, a Santa sing along, a silent disco. Now, the last time we saw the silent disco was Earbuds uh, Underwater. Remember that? Loving the Maldives. Loving the Maldives. And you know, it's interesting. And there are silent discos. This has apparently been going on for years. I think it's great. So, and, and some This as, must be a real thing because those headphones look pretty There is. Real. Those are the official headphones. In fact, now you can go to a silent disco and they'll play three different the three different DJs, and you're all dancing wow, to different stuff. you're just tuned into different things. But you're wearing headsets, so it doesn't matter because you're not, you know. Oh man, that is it's so, kind that's of so bizarre, wild. really. So. Uh, and and then you also have the reindeer bike Uber dash. Yes, and uh, and, this, and then and let's just not forget to tell you who the DJ is. Well, you can't. That's that's a that, that that's I can't a, give that's it away? a surprise. Okay, oh, I won't give it, give it away. away. No, right. there's a there's a you cameo in this that's really really it's good. Pretty so. funny. Uh, but the the uh, Dasher, the guy that pedals the bicycle that takes people, he from looks so familiar. Place but to I place, figure out who he's he was. been in a few movies. Uh, he was in the movie Made for Each Other, but he's he's Eric Atuvle is is his name. Huh. So uh, he was excellent. He was really great. He turned out to be kind of an esoteric reindeer, you know. Yeah, and going with some some incredible spiritual he, advice. Exactly. It was really good. It's like, it really wow. Good. Who knew? He's like, you know, the, the, when you get in an Uber and they, they, they give you all this great advice about life and yeah. then you get yeah. out and your life has changed. You know, yeah, something exactly. like that. Only he's dressed as a reindeer and What's he's What's funny pedaling. is that, that one moment, and we're get, jumping ahead a little bit, but that one moment where he's dispensing some great advice, you know, uh, Jordan is, is just kind of whining. <laughs> At one point I'm thinking, oh, boo-hoo, come on, get over yourself. And then the next second... 
what does Dasher do? He just basically says, get over it. Yeah. So it was funny. So, hey. so that's when I knew, okay, I'm getting what the writer intended me to get, which was a little impatient with this. All of life's great uh, advice comes from Uber drivers and, and bartenders. Reindeer. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dressed so. up reindeer. So, so this, this, totally, this is just a totally original, unique concept. It has a great cast up and down the line. I mean, just the whole supporting cast, as we said, was just really, really just good. Just uh, really great. There's a, let me, I got to mention a couple yeah, of those yeah, actors do that. that we've got here. Uh, Rodrigo Bialfus uh, 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 plays Freddy. Yeah, that's Freddy, yeah. And he uh, is... He's fantastic. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a Shakespeare... I just love him. In real life, he's, he's a... In his acting life, is also a Shakespearean actor. Wow, and a so, lot of these and those. Oh, yeah, he, he's really good. But he's originally from uh, Brazil. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so he's really good. We also have Adam Hertig as Ben. And yeah. he's really he's funny, too. too. Everybody, ha- everybody has their little shining moment in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I was going to tell you, and we're not going to tell you who the, the cameo uh, actor is, but no. he plays DJ Ginger Jeff and the Fresh Pine. <laughs> it's just really funny. Well, because he's DJing with the pine tree guy next to him. It's, I know. Just, that's this saying. movie is just so funny. The Fresh Pine is a play on the Fresh Prince, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. I got that. It, it's just, this movie is just so funny, moves Very along quickly. Clever. Every act is great. There's a lot. There's there's some really great little bits of wisdom about life in it, and yet it's really funny, and it's a great it's also a love story. It's also a scavenger hunt. A um, there's a plethora of Santas. It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, this has more Christmas in it than any other movie. You'll and never the, find as much Christmas no, in I, any other movie. I, I I just loved it. I it just took you on a on a great ride. You just have to you know make sure you put your safety belt on and, <laughs> and put your hands in the air and go. So, it, but there are three or really four just really strong stories of you know acceptance, love, courage, creativity, and. I want to remind you, I did mention The Wizard of Oz, so that all fits. And uh, uh, and who do? The other thing it has in common is The Great Gatsby. That's the other thing it has in common. common. So it, there are three things. Winnipeg, the Great Gatsby, Great Gatsby is mentioned in Beasley. Never Been Christ, and The Great Gatsby is mentioned here, which yep. is interesting. Same director. I don't know. Oh. Why? Well, Different writers, the, but same director. Yes, but the director wouldn't. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I love the bit that Freddie talked about the four musketeers at one point with... Um, Stella, yes, who was Stella. supposed to be an English teacher, yeah. and she says, uh, "Well, there's only three musketeers." And Freddie says, "Seriously, the entire book is actually about the fourth musketeer." <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought you were an English teacher, but uh, but it, she's really a music I mean, she teacher. She's a really music teacher. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously smart enough to be both. But uh, these, you know, oh, and the sing along. Well, we have to talk. We have to talk about the music. The music in this movie is outstanding. There's lots of background music. The sound design, the layers of sound and music. I I would love to have been in the room when the editor, the sound editor, did Uh, his thing. Did a great job. So many layers. Give out awards for Hallmark movies. This one would win that. This one has to get it. Um, But but uh, there's a um, karaoke thing that happens. That Uh, well, it's not karaoke. It is not. It's a sing along with a live piano player. I, I take that back. Now, there was, in uh, our main course, there was something called a mariochi. Yeah, I got that mixed which up. Which was really fun. Mariochi. But this yes. one is not karaoke. No, it's a sing-along. Actually it's a, a sing-along yeah. with a piano player yeah. who actually plays piano, I think. Yeah, well, he's, he's billed in the movie as Piano Santa, Jonathan Alexic. And I, it's his only credit, so I think he was hired because he could play the piano. Because he could play the piano. But and he has a couple of good moments. He has a couple of really good so. moments. And uh, I, I bet that won't be but his last one movie. of the characters, of course, sings... And it's incredible, but they have some funny moments where they have people getting up who can't sing, and there's, there's I'll tell you, it's hard. really funny it's, moments. I don't. It's hard to sing like you can't sing. I know you have if to actually kind of be a I mean, singer. You actually have to yeah. be a singer to yeah. be able to sing. But that man, badly. that's funny. I mean, this movie is just hilarious. So um, and, I mean, the, and then the movie, of course, is going to have a musical finale that's 
fantastic. Oh, the original just, songs. The payoff in this movie yeah. is the best payoff ever in yeah. any Hallmark I, movie. I'm telling you, any this. movie, any Christmas movie, it's the best payoff. I, I can't I can't say enough about this. So I mean, the basic questions are: you know, will Stella drop her curmudgeonly guard, and will Ava Professor love to Ben, and will Liam and Jordan find each other? Uh, you know, I, I didn't actually care. <laughs> I was having such a good time in the it's movie. A, it was like, who cares? Like, you but know. The, you know, and I'm not going to say whether they do or whether they don't. But I will say again that it's the best payoff in the entire history of Hallmark movies. I'm telling you right now, it really is. And, and you know, we, we try not to exaggerate, uh, exaggerate no. about these things, we, but we, we it's going to be a long, it's going to be a big leap for a, another movie to beat oh, this to movie for me. to beat this movie me. for the intensity, yeah. the, the pure style of it. They didn't, it, you, you felt like all the money that was put in, Fourth to make this movie went into the movie. Yeah, because of all the Santa Claus. They, they went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the dry cleaning later. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it uh, wasn't summer. You know, uh, <clears throat> if you, uh, you, you know, you, you need to watch this movie, and and by all means, watch it again. I'm, I'm going to watch it probably every time it comes on. Oh because yeah, it's such a we already a watched it twice. You know, um, and the the, you know, half the fun is keeping track of the background. A lot of times, I'll just watch the background, and this movie. I mean, I, I don't know who uh, in Canada, what the hierarchy is for who's in charge of background. Assistant directors. Okay, yeah. so um, great job. Kudos to you because it was, it was fabulous. And, of course, uh, I'm still betting that Inside the Pine Tree was Andrew Walker or Paul Campbell. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know because they didn't reveal it. But yeah. yeah, and, you know, as I said, uh, great music. They had, there's one scene where they're line dancing to a song, Who's That Walking on who's My Roof? Who's That Walking Oh my! It's really. Oh my funny. gosh! What a funny so, and, song and that that's, was. Again, we uh, have to learn that when we do what, our gigs for Christmas. And we never. I think I've mentioned her once before. The music supervisor for this and so many Hallmark movies is Valerie Biggin. Oh yeah. And the music yeah. coordinator Emmy uh, Lewicki. They do a yeah. great job finding all of these songs, which of course I wish they'd find fabulous. some of ours. Uh, they do a great job of finding all these songs and putting them in the right place of the right movie. The the closing song is perfect. And and uh, let me speaking of the closing song, they actually. You, you know how people who listen to us know that we're really hard on movies if they do the music wrong. Right. If they do stupid things like, you know, obviously the the band that's up there doesn't has never played an instrument in their life. Yeah. But in this one, I really believed it. They were all actually playing and singing. And I bet you anything that part of the deal was it was a, probably a pretty hard shoot with all those people. Right. And all the things that were going on. And I think that part of it was... They wanted, I think they wanted the, the cast to be as entertained as we were. I, I don't know why I think that. I'm sure they worked really hard I, I and think it wasn't it's true, always fun. Because they really looked like they were having a great time. Th- the it cast. really did. And uh, uh, I loved everything about this movie. There's not one thing that I would send you know, back I mean, to the kitchen for. It's not one thing. And, and even if I did send it back to the kitchen, there's nothing left to put on it. And the Santa Summit, of course, could have been called the Santa Crawl, you know, because it's, oh you gosh. know, it's, it's, it's where they're, you know, they're going from, it's, it's a mapped event. Yeah. And I thought, would would we would we go to something like that? It I would actually. It looked really fun. It did look really fun. You know, I put on a little Santa co- outfit, and you know, it's the costuming. That was what makes it, it just fun. Just be so much fun. Oh, so I, I, especially you know. if we could find a, 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 you know, a line dancing thing. I think that should come back. I think you know when we go out and play our gigs, it's like, that's what I picture. Because back in the day when I had my band, we did a lot of 
gigs in the late 80s, early 90s, and line dancing was the thing, yeah. you know, line dancing and two-stepping. And, I mean, that was that was half the fun, uh, three-quarters of the fun of playing music was watching Wouldn't it be hilarious dance. to play uh, for a, a line dancing room full of Santas? I think uh, that would be hysterical. That would be I think hard to keep a straight face. Maybe we should put a party on, and that'll be the thing <laughs> that, that we do. True. We'll just put out the invites and say, okay, you can come, you can dance, but you have to dress as Santa. Anyway, this we the, these two movies were totally scored for us. Uh, we've oh, watched them more than once. Uh, watch them twice. We'll watch them again. You will enjoy them. You'll get more out of it the second time. I always tell that to people. Um, so uh, that's, you know, I don't think I, we can do much better than that this week. No. Uh, remember, if you are enjoying our podcast, you can make a comment or give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We've got our Facebook group. We've got our Instagram page. And we've, we like to have as much company in those things as we can. So We've, we've got our I'm, email. You can email us. Uh, so, you know, just uh, get in touch with us and tell us what you think of our podcast, but also what you think of these movies. We're, You know, if you're listening to this, it's because you really enjoy Hallmark yeah, movies like we yeah. do. And, uh, you know, we're all in this together watching these movies. Yep. And, and remember, know. we don't like every Hallmark movie, but the ones we like make the menu and... Oh, that's all the fun for us. That's the all the that fun for me. us, yeah. So, uh, anyway, we've really enjoyed spending time with you this week. And that's it for this edition of the Hallmark Cafe. Where love is always on the menu. Hallmark Cafe is a copyrighted program produced by High Horse Productions. Our theme song was written and performed by Diane Killen, and the Hallmark Cafe illustration was created by Daniel Killen. Be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.